Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here, me included, them, and those that are tuned in joining me. We are a group of women that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is power. And that's what we are endeavoring. That's what we are searching, seeking, running after. And I ask you to join us. Join your faith with ours and let God minister to you today. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly father. My heavenly father, I thank you. I thank you that you hear us. I thank you you see us. I thank you you see into our hearts. Father, open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you, unto you. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, whatever we ask in his name, you will do it. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is, this is a real testimony for me. Yesterday, we went home in the afternoon, Dole and I, and I got very, very weak. And it finally got to the point, I said, I've got to go up, lay down, listen to Terry Mai for a while. And he said, well, I'll go up with you and I'll listen. And I, it was very difficult for me. It was a weakness that I don't like. I knew it was a weakness that if God didn't do something, I was going to be real sick. And I sat down in a chair and I fell asleep. I slept for an hour and a half which is very, very unusual for me, in an afternoon. And I got up, and we were both very, very heavy. And we came home last night, and my thought was, how am I going to do the women's meeting tomorrow? I mean, I was okay here, but this takes some strength, and it takes some faith. And I felt like both of them were kind of on the low end. Anyway, I went to bed last night, and during the night I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was covered in sweat, just Everything was wet. The pillow, the sheets, the blank, everything was soaking wet. And I got up and just coughed a little bit, and I said, I'm going to go sit in the chair. And I went and sat in the chair. And this morning when I opened my eyes, I felt wonderful. I felt strong. For the first time in a week, I was able to go downstairs early and read and pray. And I, I thought, this is amazing. And I was talking to Dole, and he said, you were delivered of a spirit last night. I said, I know, it's all over the sheets, it's all over the blanket. When I go home, we're going to change the sheets and the blanket and such. So I want us to go today. This is going to be a blessing for me today. We're going to go a slightly off course, and I'm going to start with a testimony, and I've so shared it before, but God is after something here. The testimony is I had, I had my third child at home, and John was born at home. John and Stephen were both born at home, two different midwives. John was born without a midwife. John was born with just Jack and me there. And Jack didn't have a whole lot of, um, uh, what would you call, expertise in birthing children. 
and I had been through kind of two, but anyway, John was born at home. No fear. God was with me. There was no fear. My whole thing wasn't I was hoping that the midwife would show up or that we need to call an ambulance. My whole brain set was how fast can we get this child out? And those of us that have had children, we know that we get to that point where it didn't matter what was going on around me. God, I knew the spirit of God was with me and John was born at home. At one point, I looked over to Jack and I said, catch. And, and I, actually, I said, come over here. I want you to take a look because, you know, I couldn't see. And he goes, my God, Kathy, his head's sticking out. It's the top of his head. He's crowning. I said, catch. And then I bared down and out he popped. So anyway, that was fine. Six weeks later, John is sick. And John has a fever and John has got an upper rep respiratory infection and he's only six months, six weeks old. Now, for a, a baby that's hard enough, but a nursing baby, you know, it's hard to drink when you can't breathe. And his mouth was, I mean, his nose was clogged and I would try to clean it out and open it up for him. But it was a miserable couple of days and it seemed to be getting worse. Now, I, as a child, had pneumonia and I had a daughter that had pneumonia for a while and, and that fear was starting to set in. And I told Jack at one point, I said, I want to take him to the doctor. And Jack said, no. Now, this is when Jack was walking. And he said, Kathy, the problem is not John, it's you. And I, you know, we don't say out loud what we're thinking, but I humbled myself, I humbled myself, and I said, all right, I'll consider this. And we went on. That night, I was up again in the middle of the night because John couldn't eat. His nose was too full, and he was crying, and he couldn't sleep. And, and you know what babies do to mamas, and mama was kind of losing it. And it, it finally got to the point where I walked over to the dining room window. We didn't have any curtains on that one. And I looked up, and I said, Father, Father, I'm scared. I'm scared. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. And it's out of Psalms. He says, when I'm afraid, when I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. I will trust in thee. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, he knows. He knows where I'm at. So I can trust him enough that he knows the situation I'm in. And if it is dangerous, he can get to my husband and change his mind. I mean, that's where we were. I had to trust God with my baby. And it wasn't easy. And then the next day occurred. And I left John uh, with a ba uh, babysitter. And I had to, I was working in the business even at that time, we were finishing up one of the last of the stores that I was doing, and I was over in the sign shop that I was working with, and the, we, I had worked out where I had subcontracted a truck, and we were going to put up banners in this grocery store parking lot. You've seen them when they open up. They have all the pennants flying everywhere and all that kind of stuff. Well, I did that kind of thing, and I had... Uh, like I said, subcontracted the truck. So I went over there to work out the deal, and uh, the woman there said, Kathy, 
the driver of the truck lost their baby this morning. They had a baby that was a month older than mine. Now, I got one at home sick. And the driver, who was younger than I was, this was his firstborn, and the baby died of SIDS that morning. Sudden infant death syndrome. They found him dead in the crib. And I heard, I heard Satan say, and yours is next. And I remember standing there for a moment, and I, um, my faith started rising up, thank God. And I looked at her, and I, and, and I, I said, I, I'm sorry that so-and-so's baby died. I said, but my baby will not die. And I wasn't talking to her, I was talking to the devil. I said, my baby will not die. I said, my baby, there's already been a death in my family. There's already been a death in my family, and his name is Jesus. And my baby, he died for my baby, and my baby will not die. I've shared that before that afternoon. My baby got better. My baby got better. Do you know that that child never missed one day of school in the 12 years he went. Never missed one day. That's what God will do when you stand up. Now, the reason I shared that testimony was the part about trusting. Trusting God. When I first started hearing about trusting God, I told God, how am I supposed to trust you when I can't see you, I can't hear you, I can't feel you? I didn't know. And there's a wonderful scripture. If you will go with me to Matthew 11, I'm going to show you something. We are going to look at Jehovah today in a way that you may have never seen him. Oh, I love this. You don't know how much this has ministered to me. Matthew eleven twenty five, And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things. Who hid these things? The Father, Jehovah. Has hid these things from the wise and the prudent and has revealed them unto babes. It says, even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. Now look, it says, all things are delivered unto me of my Father. Jesus got it all. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father. And look at this, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. You won't get a revelation of Jehovah unless Jesus gives it to you. You know that the Holy Spirit only speaks of Jesus, only glorifies Jesus. Well, Jesus, through that Holy Ghost, will reveal to you Jehovah. I love the way A.A. Allen said it. He said that when you first begin to know God, he seems so small, so far away, so far away. And so small and so lack of power. But the closer you get to him, it's like a mountain. If you're driving in Colorado across the plains, 
The closer you get to that mountain, the bigger that mountain gets. Now, the mountain has never changed size. But the closer you get to it, you see it as in, in reality. You see it for what it is. And it's huge. It's huge. And it's magnificent. Well, this is how we get to know God. When we first start walking in this, he doesn't, we just don't know him. Like I said when I was young, I'm supposed to trust you. I can't see you. I can't feel you. You know, how am I supposed to do this? But we talk, in, we talk anyway. And the Father, through Jesus, starts revealing himself. Do you know that God has a form? We do know that John says God is a spirit. But did you know he had a form? Turn with me to Ezekiel 1. God started revealing him, well, Jesus started revealing the Father to me. And it changed my life and it changed my prayer life for sure all right Ezekiel 1 we actually Ezekiel there's three people four if you count Jesus that have actually seen the father not his face God told Moses you cannot see my face and live but they saw his form they saw his form and he moved and and spoke now, Ezekiel 1, we know this is that strange apparatus that came down from heaven, but I'm going to begin in verse 26. And above the firmament, and that was where the, you know, the four beasts and the four wheels within a wheel moved up and down and around by the Spirit of God. It says, and above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. The sapphire is a blue gem. A deep blue gem, if you've ever seen them. They're beautiful. Blue. A sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness as the appearance of a man above it. And I saw as the color of amber. The color of amber. As the appearance of fire round about within it. From the appearance of his loins even upward. And from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire. And it had brightness round about. Now, another uh, translation of this I like much better only because of my background. My grandfather worked in the steel mills. And the, the other translation was from his waist up, molten metal. Molten metal. Have you ever seen molten metal poured? It looks like liquid fire. It looks like liquid fire. And then he said from the waist down, fire. Fire. This was an image of a man. This was Jehovah. This was Jehovah. Molten metal from the waist up, fire from the waist down. Do you know that's who we're talking to? Amber is the, uh, it is a stone. It is mostly translucent. And it is, it looks like the color of fire. If you've ever seen an amber stone, it is the yellow orange. And it, it's actually, I used to remember, because I used to teach this, um, it was hardened. I can't remember if it was lava or whatever that it hardened. But anyway, it is translucent and it is yellow uh, yellow-orange looks like fire. 
So when he says here, amber, it's almost like a clearer molten metal. We used to have the, the steel mills. You know, they would, they would put that stuff through the furnace, and it would be. It would be a bright, whitish, yellowish, orangish, and they would pour it. And when they poured it, fire would be all around it. And it would be that molten metal, and they would pour it into the mold. That's what I saw. I mean, that's what this shows us. This is Jehovah. Now, turn with me to Revelation 4. Because the Apostle John also got to see him. Got to see his shape. And it is not much different than what Ezekiel saw. Remember, they are trying to describe it from what they know. From what they know. All right, chapter 4 of Revelation. We'll begin in verse 1. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. This is the Apostle John speaking. And the first voice which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me said, come up hither, and I will show thee which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look like a jasper and a sardine stone. There's the jasper again. It's a, it's, it looks like fire. It looks like fire. The jasper stone. Have you ever seen the stone that has the, the insect in it? You know, from the prehistoric days? That's jasper. That's jasper. There's a lot of jasper that had caught up insects. And the insects are still in there. Prehistoric insects. Who would ever want to wear one of those? I don't know, you know. But anyway, I've seen them. I've seen one with a fly in it. All right, it says, and uh, he was of jasper and a sardine, sardine stone. Sardine is the same thing. It is yellow, orangish. And it is, it is not as transparent as uh, jasper, but it is that yellow, orange fire. Fire. John was describing it, comparing it to rocks. Ezekiel was describing it with the fire. That's Jehovah. It says, it's Sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like of an emerald, and an emerald is the gem that's green. All right? And we know that this is Jehovah because Jehovah holds out a roll, and they say, who can take the roll? And the lamb stepped up to take the roll. Well, that was Jesus. So we know that this is Jehovah. When we pray to Jehovah, the Father, this is who we're praying to. He's real. He's real. He's a spirit, but now he has a form when we pray. And I pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you open our eyes, that when we read the word of God, we can see you. That you, through Jesus, reveal yourself to us. Because you're going to start reading, and it's going to start popping out at you words that you've never seen before that were always there and you thought my God I never knew this one of the simple ones if you will go with me to Psalm 97 it says Psalm 97 verse 9 for thou Lord and it's Jehovah if you look it up thou Lord are high above all the earth thou art exalted far above all gods thou art exalted far above above all gods. 
all gods. There is nothing higher than Jehovah. He is exalted far above all gods. Yes, there are other gods, but he is exalted far above them. Both um, Maltori and Lester Summerall tell of meeting people in the jungle that worship, you know, idols. And they know that they say the God comes into the idol. Well, our God is above all gods. And Lester says when he spoke with them, they knew, they knew there was a God that was greater than theirs. They knew. And Lester said, let me show you him. Let me show you him. And he showed them Jehovah, the God above all gods. Now, turn with me to 2 Corinthians 1. Because when we pray to him, you know, sometimes when we first start praying to the Father, we don't know him as much. And when he starts revealing himself to us, oh my Lord, oh my Lord, we start to understand him. We start to see him. You know what Matthew 5 says? Blessed are those the pure in heart, for they shall see God. One day, God was, uh, I was seeing, you know, Jesus was revealing more of the Father. I was talking to Jesus and the Father. The Father was uh, revealing some of the scriptures there with me, opening my eyes. And I thought, you know, this is, there, there isn't anything more wonderful than God revealing himself to you. And, and through Jesus, it had to come through Jesus. You know, God's the one that sent Jesus. Jehovah's the one that sent Jesus. Jehovah is the one that performed the gospel through Jesus. The Father's the one that raised Jesus from the dead. And, and we'll see here in a little bit, a, a little bit more about that. But when Jehovah starts revealing himself to you, oh, there, there's, there's, there's nothing better. And you know what? My prayer life totally changed. It totally changed. I started worshiping and praising the God I knew. The God I knew. Now, second epistle of Corinthians. Second Corinthians, I'm going to begin at the beginning. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, under the church of God, which is at Corinth. I want you to take note here. By the will of God. Not by the will of Jesus. By the will of God. By the will of God. It's God in Jesus that saved us. It says, Then Timothy, our brother, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now look, blessed be God. Blessed be God. How many thousands of times I read over this. God had to open my eyes. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. The Father of mercies. The Father of mercies. If you ever had any mercy, it came from the Father. It came from the Father. He is the father of mercies. How cool is that? He is the father 
of mercies. And go on. And the God of all comfort. That was not the God they were trying to teach me in the denominational church. The God they talked about had a stick. And he was ready to want me even when I didn't know I was doing something wrong. That is not Jehovah. He is the God, the God of all comfort. All comfort. Now that you know that he is the father of mercies and the God of all comfort, it's a little easier to get near him, isn't it? It's a little bit easier to go to him. We know in 1 John that God is love. He is not the God of love. He is not the God of love. God is love. He is love. That's why he sent Jesus. That's why he sent Jesus. Because he is love. When we get that in our hearts, it is a whole lot easier to commune with him. Because a lot of that fear will go away. And what's it say? It says, perfect love casts out fear. Well, if God is love, the more, the closer you get to the Father, the less fear. The less fear. We know, turn with me to Psalm 139. This wasn't in here, but I think some of us, this will help some of us. I'm telling you, some of you, when you start reading, you're going to start seeing the real God. All right. Psalm 139, verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? And this is talking about Jehovah. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, Thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning, and if I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, down there with the sea, what they call those the sea cucumbers, I think, down there with the sea, uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me shall hold me. Why would you want to run away from this? Why do you not want to follow this? Why do you not want to commune with this? There is no place you can go. None. The highest of the heavens deepest of the sea, hell itself, that you can be out of the presence of God. You know how comforting that was? When those, I remember when those astronauts, uh, Apollo 13, I was concerned. They're apart from the earth. They're so far away from earth. Will God even take care of them? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. There is no place we can go that his spirit is not there. His presence, his presence is not there. And now we have a God that looks like molten metal on the waist up and fire on the, from the waist down. And we have a God that is full of mercy. The, God, uh, the Father of mercy. The Father of mercy. I love what it says in the Old Testament. What is it? It says that you delight to show mercy. How many times I've prayed, Father, you delight to show mercy. Show it here. Show it here. All right? Now, finish with John 16. John 16, verse 25. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. This is Jesus speaking. But the time cometh when I will no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. Plainly. You know, Moses, uh, in, in Ezekiel 30, Moses told the Father, he said, let me see you. Let me see you. And the father, that's when the father told him, he said, no man can see my face and live, but, but, I will come down. And there's a place beside me, and I will show you my goodness. Let's go there. Ezekiel 30, because this is another place. This is Jehovah. This is Jehovah on the ground, talking with a man. Jehovah, not Jesus. This is Jehovah. Let's see. Uh, let's, uh, I think it's. Oh, I might have missed it. Yeah, that's just. Oh. Anyway, he talks. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. He comes down. The father, it says, descended in a cloud and stood with Moses. Stood with him. We're talking Jehovah. Stood with Moses. And the, the father said, no man can see my face and live, but I will let my goodness pass before you. There is a place beside me. I'll put my hand so you don't see my face. And then I'll walk by you, I'll walk by you, and you can see my back. You can see my back. This is Jehovah talking to a man. You know why I sent Jesus? So we could do the same. So we could do the same. He sent Jesus. Uh, 1 Corinthians says, the Father was in Christ. In Jesus, reconciling you to himself. What he did with Moses, um, you know, face to face, presence to presence, he wants to do with us. Have you ever been so in the presence of God that you can hardly move? I have. I have been several times in the presence where I knew he was in the room. He was in the room. I knew I had his eye. 
I knew I could feel him. I could feel him. And I didn't want to move. That is why he sent Jesus. That is why he put your sin on the body of Jesus on the cross. So he could be near you. Not only near you, in you. That is why he put Jesus on the tree. That is why the Spirit of God working with a man that had no power, the Spirit of God while Jesus was hanging on the cross transferred your sin to that body. That's why. That's why that spirit working with Jesus, it said that eternal spirit, through the eternal spirit, offered himself up to God. It was Jesus and the Holy Ghost working together. It was the Holy Ghost putting your sicknesses on Jesus, working with Jesus, working side by side, that eternal spirit, making, transferring your sicknesses, your pains, your diseases to that body of a man of a man Jesus was a man he couldn't do that on his own it took the spirit of God to work with him it was the spirit of God that made sure your sin all of it was on him all of your sickness all of your poverty everything you needed to have a, a, a life of, with welfare and benefit and peace with God, peace with God, the relationship God was after was you and him, him, not just Jesus. John says that our relationship is truly with the father and the son, but the father to be in the presence of Jehovah, Jehovah, where you know he is looking right at you. He says something wonderful to Moses. He said, I know you by name. You know, there was one day I realized the, the father was talking to me through the Holy Ghost. The father was talking to me. He said, Kathy. And later on I went, he knows my name. He knows my name. He told Moses, he said, you have found grace in my eyes. I know your name. I know you by name. He knows you by name too. If you got Jesus in you. Jehovah. The God above all gods. The God that opened up the Red Sea. The God that kept Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from burning. The God that stopped the earth from spinning knows your name, knows you, and wants, wants communion with you. He wants the same thing with you that he had with Adam before the fall. He wants the same kind of communion, the same walking in the garden together in the cool of the day. That's what he was after when he sent Jesus. He wanted it back. 
He wanted you reconciled back to him. That is Jehovah. Jehovah. Jesus said about plucking you out of his hand, he said that he got you and me from the Father, and he said, no man can pluck them out of my Father's hand. Do you know when Jesus is through with the earth that God has given him, God gave him all power, and God said, sit with me, sit on my right side till I make your enemies your footstool. You know what happens in the very end? The very end, Jesus gives it all back to the Father. He gives it all back to Jehovah, the one that looks like fire. You know, I'll never see molten metal the same again. The one that looks like fire, like the jasper stone, which looks like molten fire. Amen? Amen. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you reveal yourself to us, that you, that you reveal yourself to us, that we, by the blood of Jesus, only the blood of Jesus, that we, by the blood of Jesus, can enter into your presence. Enter into your presence. Enter into Jehovah's presence by the blood of Jesus. Not by our works, not by who we are, not by where we came from, but by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you. By the blood of Jesus, we can come boldly, boldly into your throne room. Boldly that we are welcome that we are welcome into your throne room, that we are welcome into your presence. Father, I thank you. We are welcome. Welcome. I bind you. It's <coughs> trying to shove something down my throat. I bind you, devil. I bind you. I bind you, you wicked spirit. I bind you. I bind you. I bind you. I bind you, you wicked spirit. I bind you. We are welcome into that throne room. That's why we can come boldly. We are welcome. Doors open. Amen? Anybody need prayer? Anybody in pain? I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. One last verse. One last verse. John 16. John 16. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, that the time cometh when no man... No, speak unto you in Proverbs, but I will show you plainly of the Father. At that day, you shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I pray the Father for you. For the Father himself, Jehovah, loveth you because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God.
Do you see that? Jesus doesn't pray, have to pray for you. It says that that day you shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you, I pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me and believed that I came from him. From him. We pray to Jehovah. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. We don't pray to Jesus. We pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And it's the Father. And Jesus goes on to say in, I think it's 15, and whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give it to you. The Father will give it to you. We all here have testimonies of the Father stepping in. And saving. Don't wait. Don't wait. And if you don't, you're about ready to get some. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I give thanks, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you are the God of all mercy, that you are Father of mercies. You are the God of all comfort, all comfort, that you are love, that you are love, that you are the God of all flesh. You are the God of all flesh. You are the God of my family's flesh, whether they like it or not. You are the God of my family's flesh. My family's, and you are the father of spirits. Spirits, our spirit, your spirit. That's Jehovah. That's Jehovah. Amen? Let's go home and talk to him. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.